You're listening to the Church of Life and Praise podcast. If you'd like more information about our ministry, please visit us at churchoflifeandpraise.com or check us out on Facebook. Our prayer is that you would come to know Jesus in a deeper way. Now, enjoy the message. God is so good. Well, still, uh, this is still moving on to um, the um, fruit of the fruits of the spirit, or fruit of the spirit. And today, we're going to embark upon uh, joy is love's strength. Joy is love strength. So, if you have your papers, you can pull those out, and then we're going to uh, when we tell you, you it'll be right on the screen anyway. Praise God. So let's go over to Galatians. 522 and 23. Um, Rosa was healed. She said when she came down, she was having severe pain. And uh, I asked her and she said, it's all gone. So can you say praise the Lord? Isn't that wonderful? God is good. Praise the name of Jesus. Galatians 522 and 23. Amen. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And so if you can put that up there on the, the, the apple as it's cut up, uh, the stem of the apple. See where it says joy there? The stem of the apple is strength. And we'll tell you, be telling you about that. It says uh, we have to uh, look at joy as the stem of the apple. The stem of the apple has to be strong because it is what holds the apple to the tree. Amen? And so, uh, so the joy is the strength of love. Joy is the strength of love. Now remember I told you that love is the fruit of the Spirit. The rest, uh, peace, Long-suffering, kindness, goodness is the grace, graces of love are the characters, characteristics of love. Amen? Amen. So, uh, joy is the stem that holds the uh, apple to the tree. Okay? And uh, it has to be pretty strong. Can you imagine taking that one little stem that you see in that? And have you ever tried to twist it out, twist that stem out? It's hard. It's hard sometimes. You twist and twist. And on some apples, you twist and twist and twist. And it's hard to get it out. I can't, how many remember the old thing you used to do? Go A, B, C, D. And whenever it come out, that's the one you was going to love and marry. And uh, so I don't know. Praise the Lord. I don't, I don't think I ever did get, I don't think I ever did get B, but anyway. <laughs> but I used to try all the time if I don't, well. Okay, but. Joy is the strength of love. Nehemiah 8.10 says, For the joy of the Lord is your strength. All right? So it will, be joy of, it, will, it will be the joy of the Lord in our lives that keeps us connected to Him. Sadness causes us to drift away. Sadness 
causes us to separate from God because all kinds of thinking comes in and everything else. And so what happens is we begin to, something comes up in our lives and we dwell on that situation. And pretty soon uh, we begin to think on, on this and we begin to think on that. Uh, that is connected with what is bothering us. And the pretty soon our mind is taken away from uh, the Lord and we begin to lose that joy or that uh uh, salvation or a walk with the Lord doesn't really seem to be uh, as um, as strong as it was because we're getting our eyes off on God and on the situation. And so then joy leaves. Joy leaves. And that's when the devil begins to work on us. Amen. You know, saints, we really can't afford to allow anything to separate us from the love of Christ. I mean, there, there are things that's going to happen to us in life. There are things that's going to happen trying to take our joy away. Now, we're going to explain what joy is uh, and a little later, but trying to take our joy away of work serving God. And sometimes situations, they, they, pro, they, they are prolonged, and it just seems like this nightmare will never end. But yet, at the same time, the Bible said, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Now, does that mean we get around, running around laughing all the time? No. But that means there's going to be something down inside us because the, Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit, resides in us and He is going to allow this characteristic of joy to manifest in our lives to give us joy and give us strength. <clears throat> Can you say amen? Okay. <clears throat> It will be the joy of the Lord that keeps us connected to Him. I know I've said that. The strength of the joy of the Lord is based on the assurance that we have been forgiven and restored to fellowship with God. You've got to understand this thing. No matter what you go through in life, you know, a lot of people think that when they get, when they get saved or they give their hearts to God, everything is going to be one because Everything's going to be wonderful uh, because uh, we feel so good after we have got the burden of sin cast off us and pushed behind us and, and everything else. And, and we finally released our lives to Jesus Christ. And uh, we, get, we get so happy and so pleased and everything else. And, uh, and we think, oh, we're, go- just, we're just going to walk right into utopia. No, we're still the same people, only we've been transformed. And life is going to deal us blows. And we have to come to this conclusion that life is not all rosy, even when we're a Christian. But now, because we have Jesus, okay, then we have the characteristics of Jesus Christ in our lives, especially after we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and you'll probably hear me say this again in, in this lesson on joy. When we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're baptized into joy, we're baptized into love, we're baptized into, or I should say, all of that is baptized into us, immersed in us. And so we can draw on the fruits of the Spirit or the graces of the Holy Ghost or the characteristics of the Holy Ghost anytime. Amen? Because these are the uh, fruits of the Spirit. They will manifest in your life as you walk with God. They will, they won't manifest, 
manifest automatically, but as you walk with God, God will begin to use and allow these different manifestations that we're going to talk about, the graces of God, uh, that we're going to talk about, uh, to manifest in your life in certain situations in your life. Uh, There'll be times when God will give you joy. There'll be times when God will give you peace. There'll be times when you'll feel uh, you, you, you you have to walk in patience. Etc. You understand what I'm saying? So the strength of the joy of the joy, but we're talking about joy now. The strength of the joy of the Lord is based on the assurance we have been forgiven and restored to the fellowship with God. Do you realize what that statement means? There was a time when I could not come to an altar like this, or I could not pray because I wasn't saved. I didn't know him. I didn't know I could. It's not that God wouldn't let me. It's I didn't know that I could. But when I found out that I could get rid of my sins, get rid of all of this stuff, and follow after Jesus Christ, and then follow after God, and he fills me with his spirit, then the characteristics of his spirit will begin to manifest in my life. And I can draw on that at any time. So, the strength of the joy of the Lord is based on the assurance that we have been forgiven and restored to fellowship with God. Understand this fact. No matter what you go through after you have given your life to Jesus Christ, you've got to understand, I'm saved. So, therefore, I'm saved. You receive the Holy Spirit. You're baptized. Receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit resides in you. And now, this is the joy of, this is the, the joy of the strength that we have been forgiven. So when you're going through hard times, you reflect on the fact, I'm forgiven. I can come into the presence of God anytime I want to. I've been filled with His Spirit, so I can have fellowship with God anytime I want to. Even in the hard times, God hasn't left me. Even in the uh, situations, even when I do wrong after I've been saved, I have the ability to go to him and, 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 and re- rearrange my life and present my life to him and say, God, I need help in this area. And God, the power of the Holy Spirit will work in us and the fruits of the Holy Spirit will work in our lives. And we'll have victory. You don't have to struggle to stay sane. Once you're saved, you're saved. Now, I'm not talking about this eternal security. Once saved, always saved. But I'm talking about the power of the Holy Spirit to keep you. No matter what you're going through. So, I'm reading this again. The strength of joy of the Lord is based on the assurance we have been forgiven and restored into fellowship. That's why Jesus had to come. To restore us back to what we had lost. So, the very fact that you may be going through situations, joy can be in your life because you know that you're still saved. That you still know God. You know that you have repented. You know that you're walking with God. So this situation that's coming into your life that's trying to sap the joy away, you can turn that around and have joy... Okay, in the midst of sorrow. 
Why? Because you know Jesus. You have a fellowship and a relationship with Jesus Christ. All of our walk with God is built on a relationship. And the relationship is progressive. Once you give your heart to Jesus Christ, you've come into a relationship with God. But you've got to work on that relationship. So a relationship is progressive. It will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And as, as you are faithful to following Jesus Christ, more intimate and more intimate and more intimate. Until you get to the point where you know the mind of Christ. Where you know the joy of your salvation. Where you know where you stand. That's wonderful. So I'm going to say this again. The strength of the joy of the Lord is based on the assurance. You can be assured of your salvation no matter what happens to you. And that's the joy. That that brings joy. The devil can't take my salvation away. I can walk away from God, but the devil can't take it away. As long as you cling to Jesus, the devil cannot take that salvation away from you. Cannot take your, the time that, the time that you gave your heart to the Lord. He can't take that time away from you. He can't take that experience away from you. He has, he is powerless to defeat you. We have victory in Christ and that brings happiness or brings joy. Can you say amen? And through the presence of the Holy Spirit active in our lives, we live in harmony or are able to live in harmony with his will. Once we've opened the door to Jesus Christ into our life, Jesus comes in. Once we've given him an invitation to our life, the Lord comes in and he begins to, and we give him control and he begins to, begins to manifest himself more and more. And this is relationship. So therefore, as, as long as we allow the Holy Spirit to be active in our lives, we'll have joy. We'll have peace. Situations cannot take the characteristic of joy out of your life. It can try. But if you constantly allow the Holy Spirit to be active in your life, so when you're going through a hardship, what do you do? Leave church? No. You fall on your face before God and say, God, help me. I need help. And you go back to him again. And you go back to him again. And you go back to him again. Until you see the thing broken in your life. You know, lots of times, uh, you know, we can also become our, be delivered by the prayers and the crying out to God for ourselves personally. We don't always have someone to lay, now, I'm not against that, but we don't always have to someone to lay hands on us. We can pray through and plow through to victory. And joy is a sustaining factor in our lives that keeps us stable. Is this making sense? Because such joy acts as a fortress to guard us from the troubles and the temptation of each day. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why we need to pray daily. 
That's why we need to seek God. That's why we need to be in the house of God. That's why we need to be faithful. You know, you're not faithful to church to, to be saved. You're faithful to church so that you can become and get fell in fellowship with the saints of God who are saved and, and begins to get, give you strength. And when you begin to see them rejoicing, even in your hardship, you lift your hands and you begin to find and feel the presence of God and joy is built up and made stronger in your life. See, all of these things work together. You know, say, well, I can serve God out under a tree. Yeah, you can, because it gets kind of lonely out there. I mean, if you all you got is a tree to talk to. And then some people would be, well, nowadays, we, if we see someone else assembly a tree talking, we don't really work because we think we got one of those things in their ears. And so we just walk on by. Used to be we used to look at them like that. But until, until I got used to it, and I know that people were walking down the street alone, they was talking, I'm going, ooh. What's wrong? Then I saw a little black thing, a little white thing in there, and I go, oh, you know, that's safe, and I'm relieved, and I go on my way. Can you say praise the Lord? Amen. Now, that has nothing to do with joy. All right. So the power and motivation to, pers to pers persevere in faith until the end, this is what joy does, and this is what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit comes to give you joy. That's why you need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. A lot of people say, well, it's optional. I'm sorry. It's not. It's not optional. I need it. If anything, selfishly for myself. But there's so many avenues that open up to us once we have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we are receiving Christ Jesus, right, his spirit right in our lives and our spirit is fused with his spirit and gives us strength. So we draw on the strength of the Holy Spirit which gives us joy. I'm happy or I'm joyful because I'm saved. If you can't do anything else, the very fact is that you're saved and not going to hell should cause joy to rise up in your life. If you lose your house, if you lose your car, if you lose everything that you got, you still can have joy because the fact is, I'm saved. There are those that lose their houses, that lose all that they've got, anything, and they are sad and miserable because they don't have Jesus. But when we go through all these tests and trials, we can have a recourse, we can go to God, we have a fortress, we can run into Jesus Christ and be safe, and He begins to pour joy on us and gives us strength. Can you say amen? amen. Living for Jesus isn't such a struggle as you think it is. It's just a made-up mind. I'm just going to walk with God. But then the Holy Ghost knows that we're weak, or Jesus knows that we're weak, so he gives us his spirit. You talk about love. Joy is a characteristic of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's go to Colossians 1, 19, 21. Colossians 1, 19, 21. Let's look at this. For it pleased the Father that in him, speaking of Jesus, all the fullness should dwell 
and by him, Jesus Christ, to reconcile all things to himself. By him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of the cross, and you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he reconciled. That's what happened for, 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 for the two that just gave their hearts to the Lord. You're reconciled to God now. There's no stopping you. The only one that's going to stop you is yourself. He'll take you through anything. He'll take you through anything. Amen? I'm not saying that you won't have troubles and trials, but he'll take you through them if you remain faithful to him. See, what is he saying here in Colossians 1, 19? 19, it says, uh, it says and, and, and 20 and 21, humankind was separated from God because of sin and had no acceptable offering to satisfy the demands of God's holy nature. Sin demanded life for life. That's why Jesus had to die and shed his blood. The Bible says that the life of the flesh is in the blood. And when Adam and Eve sold out to Satan, he sold man out. First, Adam sold us out. But it was instituted and instigated by the devil himself. And what happens was we became separated and estranged from God. And because God is so holy, it wasn't that he, he couldn't take us back or wouldn't, but he's so holy that we cannot, he cannot bear sin. It's just like, I don't know what it is. Pardon? Yes. It's just like a candle in darkness. The candle's there, but it has no light. So here we are. The light's gone up. So we're separated. And we walk in darkness. And up until Jesus Christ, the world walked in darkness. Now God did come and provide a way to protect people from their sins, from judgment, I mean. And so he provided animal sacrifice. Well, animals are oh, not, if you go in the Old Testament, animals are not pure. I mean, they're not sinners, but you know what I'm saying. The blood has no power. So, but these animals, what happened was that when, when, when you'd bring a sacrifice, it, what was happening is you was taking that animal and you was placing it before God in place of you. Because I deserve judgment because of sin. So what God did is he covered my sin. Or he covered me from judgment. I was still under the curse of sin. But God in his mercy, by the blood that was shed, imperfect, kept me safe from God's judgment. And then down through the years, I mean, if you study this out, you understand it better, but I haven't got time to go into things. But down through the years, but then God prepared a sacrifice. Well, how did he do it? He didn't, he had to come himself. In order to really save us, God came himself, wrapped himself in flesh, Jesus, the Son of God. Amen? And Jesus became the lamb of the sacrifice for us. Why? 
and Jesus was born of a virgin. No one else in the world could have died for us because none of them, they're all under the curse of sin. Now this should give us joy. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He did not give his son from heaven. He gave his son from the cross. Jesus could have come to the earth and walked uh, all the rest of his life until he died in old age, healed people and everything else, and he would have done absolutely nothing for us if he hadn't been sacrificed and shed his blood. That's one of the purposes that Jesus came. God wrapped himself in flesh and walked among us. Now you talk about love. And the manifestation of that love was the cross. And the fact that we, because of the cross, Jesus shed his blood. And because of that, now we accept Christ as our Savior. And he covers us and cleanses us from sin. And love becomes active in our lives. And now we have joy. you want to learn more about that, come to Bible 101 and you'll learn all, all about it, even in a detail. Can you say amen? So, uh, it was specifically the blood of Jesus Christ on the cross that satisfied the demand of God's holiness, established a peace bond or covenant with those who received him and provided the means for all creation to be reconciled. Do you realize the whole world is reconciled to God? But they won't believe it. Because the devil, the Bible says in, in uh, I think it's 1 Corinthians 4.4 4 or 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, that the devil has blinded their eyes. And so they walk in disbelief and unbelief. They're blinded by the enemy. But Jesus came to light that candle again. And when you hear the gospel something triggers in your heart because man was, was made to fellowship with God. Yes. And that's why the world is such a mess today because we don't have that fellowship with God. And so we don't understand the fullness of what love is. Therefore, we're trying to manufacture love and we're doing, building it with the wrong building blocks. We're trying to put all the pieces together without Jesus. Amen. Don't work. But when you finally, have you ever been putting a puzzle together? And there's one piece, it looks awful, doesn't it? One piece is out. You know, how could you hang that on the wall with one piece gone? And you know where, you know where everybody's attention would be drawn? To that one piece. They wouldn't see the beauty of the picture. And that's what it is in the world without Jesus. Jesus is the missing piece. You can have everything put together, but if you don't have that, it's worthless. You might as well throw it in the dump, in the trash. All the work. And that's what's happening in the world today. Everybody's trying to work to bring peace to the world, and the one person that will give them peace, they ignore. They won't let him in schools. They won't let him in the, in the courts. They won't let him anywhere else. They won't let him try, and then now they're trying to get him out of your house. 
But if they just take that one piece and just put it in there, it'd bring the whole overview of the puzzle, make it altogether different. And then you would stand back. Because you see, that's why God came in the flesh. God came and blended with us. And he brought beauty to the picture. He blended with us. He was holy and he couldn't blend with us at first. So therefore, so he wrapped himself in flesh. And he identified with us. And lowered himself even more, lower than, than, than coming as a man. But he identified and lowered himself to what? The cross of Jesus Christ. And put the picture all together again. Can you say amen? Amen. So be assured that in Jesus, your salvation is complete, lacking nothing. He has made you holy, unable to be accused of anything. The devil is accusing the brother. And let me tell you, when the devil comes and accuses you of wrong and your past, begin to point him to his future. And say, now devil, go. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. The devil says he's going around as a roaring lion. But we know who the lion is. That's Jesus Christ. The lion of the tribe of Judah. And he's put the peace together. Can you say amen? And now I can have assurance. Let's just give the Lord a shout of praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. The stem of the apple also is nourishment. While the apple is growing, it is receiving nourishment through the stem. We can grow spiritually only as we allow the joy of love to continually draw nourishment from God our salvation. If you don't pray, you might as well forget it. If you try to walk this Christian life without a prayer life, without getting into the Word, without praying in the Spirit, you ain't going to make it. And joy will actually glow, go from your life. Life will become humdrum. The Christian walk will become just duty. Well, i got to go to church. You know, if I don't go to church today, Pastor Hurdle asked me where I was. So I suppose I'm getting, I'm getting tired of him asking why, where I was. And I have to explain it. Your joy is gone. Can you say amen? amen? And rest assured, not that I'm checking up on you, but I love you and I want to make sure everything's right. Amen. Isaiah 12, 3 said, <clears throat> okay, I got five minutes. Isaiah 12, 3 said, therefore with joy, Shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation? And with, I'm going to I'm going to reread this again. Therefore, with joy, provided by the Holy Spirit, we shall draw water out of the wells of salvation. There's joy in the Holy Ghost. Why do you see people lifting their hands and worshiping and, and some dancing, dancing before the Lord? And is it just because, is, is it just a bunch of emotion? No. It's an outburst of joy in your life. What happens when you're joyful? 
I mean, you either jump or you, you know, if you're really joyful, you know, you're playing basketball and all of a sudden your team wins and so everybody stands up, oh, isn't that wonderful? We won. <laughs> we won. Did you see that guy that took the ball down the whole court? No one could touch him. And all of a sudden, he put that shot, and I mean, it just went in the hoop. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> the crowd sits there. Did you see that ball go? And it went right in the hoop. And the next guy here says, yeah. I thought that was good. <laughs> what are you doing when you're seeing that ball going? You are on your feet. I mean, you are joyful. You are, you are shouting at the top of your voice. You come out of that place hoarse because you can't say another word. And you're saying, did you, did you see that ball go? Did you see that ball? He, he put it right down. Right. I mean, it didn't even touch the basket. It just went whoosh. That's what happens when you come to church. Because God's presence has been with you all week long. He's delivered you from this. He's separated you from this. He's helped you here. You've prayed to him and you've had his manifestation of his love in your life all week long because you've prayed to him. You, you, you've been, you've been uh, 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 talking to him. As you're riding down in the car, you're talking to him. As you're going along the sidewalk, you're talking to him. When you get a chance at work, you just say, Jesus, I love you and everything else. And then you get with a group of people and all of a sudden, boom, it just lets go. That's joy. So you dance, you shout, you worship, you praise. We get happy, we get beside ourselves. Is there anything wrong in it? No. Without this aspect of love in our lives, we'll become very dry, withered, and weak as we try to continue our walk with God. Our salvation brings joy. It is like a deep an unending source of water that provides everlasting life. Habakkuk 3.18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Understand this one thing. You are in the Lord and the Lord is in you. And that's a good combination. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Now how many people would you attract if you went up to them and said, yeah, God is so good. I just love God. And they come to church and they see you sitting there. And I've heard a lot of complaints about people going to dead, dried up churches. And one lady said, I used to fill my pockets full of candy. Because she said, I had to sit there for one hour. And she said, it was torture. And she said, I would just put this. She says, the only thing that gave me any peace or anything. She said, I was putting the candy to me. And she says, and I kept looking at my watch and saying, oh God. But then she said, she said I came to this church. <laughs> and she said, I looked, she says, and two hours had gone by and you haven't even started preaching. She says, and I didn't even know. And she said, I brought candy as well, but she says, I haven't touched a piece of it. She says, so much was going on. She says, I was so, she says, I didn't even think about the time. She says, I saw this one up and that one doing this one. This. She says, oh my God. She says, I've never seen anything like this before. 
And she came back and gave her life to Christ and became a member of the church. She's moved on now. Joy. Let's say joy. joy. With joy, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. I will joy, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. God's redeemed. Okay. After this, I'm closing. I will repent afterwards. I will repent. Okay. All right. Says God's redeemed citizens are joyful in their king. They praise him with dances, shouts of joy, with instruments and with singing. Now, this is what I want you to get here. Our beings haven't just come into distant contact with a joyful king. Our beings haven't just come into the distant contact with a joyful king but have literally been infused, poured into with his joyful spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the spirit of joy. And it says this is not just to change our behavior and attitudes, but to all the, it's the altering truth, but nature, but changing our nature. Let me read that again. This isn't just demeanor or behavior and attitude altering truth, but nature, character altering reality. It changes our nature. Just doesn't change our behavior. Changes our whole nature. Can you understand that? The fallen nature that we have or had before we were saved, now, Totally changed. Do you understand what that is? Saints, you've been totally transformed. If any man be in Christ, he's what? He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And it's a new experience every day. says, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. In other words, it says, not mere observance of religious ordinances, but of righteousness, that is purity and holiness. Do you realize that when Christ comes in you and the power of the Holy Spirit comes into you, you are made holy? You're holy. Holy Holiness isn't something you put on, it's something you put in. And then you'll dress properly when you get when you get it in side of you, amen. All right, peace, calmness of spirit. We're not 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 talking about calmness around you. We're talking about calmness of spirit. In the midst of the storm, there can come a calmness that brings joy. You can be at peace when you're going through all kinds of stuff. The peace that passeth all understanding. Even when things go wrong in the external world, the redeemed citizens rejoice with exuberance 
over the intimate fellowship with their Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. How many remember the song that says he, he's as close as the skin on your bones? He's as close as the breath in your lungs. Now that's pretty close. Jesus Christ is infused in your spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What's the rest? How's the rest of that go? He's, he's as close as, the, as your skin on your bones. Breath in your lungs. What's the other one? Anything else? Now he's as close as the mention of his name. Wow. Can you imagine? He's, he's, he's as close and closer than the skin on your bones. Now you can't get much closer. There's not much distance between your skin and your bones. But he's closer than that to you. Because he's in you. Lila, when you're hovering over those books and you're working to bring that A plus up, that A minus up. <laughs> she told me today, she said, Pastor, she says, you know, I said, how are you doing? Oh, I think I'm doing good. She says, I think I'm doing good. She says, I've got all A's in my subjects. And I was about to say, wow, that's great. She says, but she says, one, I've got A plus. I says, oh my goodness, you've got to do something about that. <laughs> she says, well, I might, I might get that up to an A, she says, next semester or whatever. And I'm thinking, dear girl, you know, if you told me you was getting C's and D's, then I'd get worried. Uh, but don't worry about that A minus, I'll tell you right now. But if you brought it up, it would be good too, amen? Praise God. Joy. 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 We'll finish, go on and speak some more about it next week. The joy of the Lord. Everybody say this. The joy of the Lord. Is my, is my strength. The joy of the Lord, joy of the Lord is an outgoing expression of the power of the Holy Spirit inside of me. Amen. And when they see you walking in the joy of the Lord, people will be attracted. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Praise God. Let's stand.